With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here to talk about the traitors here after episode number seven. And unlike tonight's banishment, the show is not canceled. Here we are back here with a person. I'd always uh, light the torch for safety for the shield. It's Puya Zamakili. Puya, how are you? You're muted. They, the traitors stole your voice. I'm angry, Rob. Oh, okay. I'm fuming. I'm angry. I'm excited to be here with you, but I almost didn't wear this cloak because why should I when we're not going to banish anybody? You don't even Ooh, need I'm to. I'm fired up. Yes. I'm okay. Up. Good. Well, Puya is coming in hot to talk about an episode where uh, they teased us a little bit. Little they bit. They really almost promised us, Rob, one of the best episodes potentially of the season. Yep. And, and so we we'll talk through. It why they might have done what they did, uh, who the traitors are going to kill, and much more. Plus, we'll take your questions here in the chat. Make sure you go ahead and post away as uh, we are rolling along here as uh, the first of a couple of traders podcasts that we'll do uh, this week. We've got a traders feedback show 
coming up on a Monday. Are we confirmed on our guests, Sam Moore? Tell me in the chat if we are uh, all set. As I could tell you that we're going to be joined by a longtime friend of the pod, Sophie Clark, is going to weigh in on how's Sandra doing, how's Parvati doing, uh, what's she seeing on the trader. So looking forward to that. Had a great podcast on Monday with uh, Wes and Amanda Bergman. If you missed that, that's evergreen. You can go ahead and check that out as well. Go to robinswebsite.com slash YouTube to subscribe to all of our podcast feeds or on our YouTube channel at robinswebsite.com slash YouTube. All right, Puya, let's, let's get into it. What the hell? Okay, first and foremost... This has not happened on any other trader show that I've watched. So this is there's a reason for my outrage. This isn't something I've seen before. And I'm not loving it, Rob. I'm not happy about it. I'm so confused, too. Just logistically speaking, you'd think they'd want to get more people out because they didn't get enough people out the last two episodes. But yet again, three weeks in a row, we have one. And this episode specifically, okay. no one got murdered so or So this banished. is a production decision. Okay, take yes. us into the like production booth. What, what What's production concerned about? That we're going to lose traders back-to-back -back weeks. It's going to go down to just Phaedra and that the, uh, the show is like careening way in the favor of the faithful? Let's say that's the exercise. The reality is, if it go if it follows that way, if Parvati goes out or Phaedra went out here instead, if one of them went out, they would have introduced a blackmail where you have to you recruit someone, they either accept or they get murdered. So they would have one hundred percent done it that way, and I think they would have just continued on that way until we got a second one. I really don't think they would have let it be one traitor at a final eleven. No shot. Um, I'm not sure again, is the reality of why this was placed here. I feel like this, because I feel like this is one of those twists where you could just not do it. Mm -hmm. It's not like it, it's not like the okay. big brother backyard where they've built it and now they have to go there. It's in the woods. They could just do this tomorrow. All right. Well, let, then let's talk this through that. Do you feel like that the production felt like, okay, Parvati is a big star. We don't want to lose her. And so potentially was this thrown out there to save Parvati for, we don't want to lose Parvati and Dan back to back. I don't think so because I, I would even argue that it, to me, it did not feel like it was going to be Parv going tonight. I thought this was Peter's night to go. And it really felt like it was about to be that way. Now, obviously they're editing this around. So who knows? But to me, it felt okay. more so that Peter's goose was cooked and he's so the one who benefited. Do you feel from like that production would be wanting to save Peter and would change up the game to save Peter? Again, I know people I, like him now, but I don't even I can't even say yes, because to me, it feels like. But why? Because is this is this what they're like? Because Peter said no to being recruited at the top of the episode, which I disagree with. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think you 100% take the spot there. He chooses not to. Do they want a faithful who is so out in the open and smug about it? Do they think this is injecting drama? Because the way I'm from where I'm standing, one way or another, this guy's going to go soon. So why not just let him go here? You know what I mean? Do you think that this was something that was like in the show Bible from the start, that it was always going to happen this way? If it was always going to happen this way, it's hard to say that for something like the traders because they can't predict the amount of boots they're going to have, right? They can't predict, 
oh, they're going to murder someone with a shield or, oh, they're going to recruit someone who says no. And then they don't murder either because they gave that up. So I don't think they can they can figure that out. Now, they could have said firmly at 12, we're doing this and we would have gotten to 12 a cycle sooner had we had two murders on top of the two banishments. Maybe. Yeah, uh, that would have happened there. The, the real answer, Rob, is I don't know. And I'm trying to figure out logistically why they would do this. I, I just don't have an answer. Yeah, the way that they executed this tonight, it, I don't think it's something that they could have just thrown together. That's just the way that the torches like were lit and just the setup. Like It wasn't like they just did this at the round table and sort of had this bootleg safety chain. It seems like something that they would have had. To, it wasn't an elaborate setup, but I don't think it's something that they could have maybe thrown together like overnight. I mean, well, it was like... A torch and then 11 other torches that were like hammered to the ground kind of thing, right? So, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't again, I, nothing, but I don't know if they like necessarily, like, uh, you know, all right, get this ready for tomorrow. Right. I, I feel like this isn't that big of a production to put together, and it isn't that big of a production where they've now, they now can run the mission tomorrow and not do this because it's taking spot. It doesn't look, there's plenty of spot out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there was a lot of drama that came out of this. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I guess, should we just cover our headlines here tonight? Okay. Uh, Peter refused. The traitors did not want to win that way. Faithful for life. What's your thought on this, Rob? How did you feel watching? I, Tell me I your take. felt like poverty. What a dummy. Really? What are you doing? What are you doing, Peter? Rob, like, uh, like, oh, I can't let Bergy down. He was handed a pathway to the end on a silver platter. Yeah. Now, obviously, I talked about this throughout the week. What of, will John think of me? I know. I, I need to do that. I can't look at Trishel and John in the face and do this. Mm -hmm. Why not? You don't know. You've known them for eight days. You've known them for eight days. I'm sorry. I've known a lot of my friends for a lot of years. I've known what a lot will of these Kevin amazing... from Bling Empire think? Yeah. Then meanwhile, we ran a little game last month, Rob, and we were at each other's throats and we've all been friends for eight years. Like this is ridiculous. And there was no money attached to our game. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. No, this is ridiculous. Yeah. No, uh, Peter, you know, I, I hope so many people were excited about him. Now I like, I hope nobody roots for him anymore. <laughs> I think the level of smugness don't drag me. Okay. If people, I don't if, think if, you'll if, get yeah, I think the level of smugness he brought into it. <laughs> if really that made you upset, I didn't mean it. I was joking, <laughs> but I did. No, both inside and outside the manor. I think he's rubbing people the wrong way because again, well, there's one thing about being a good trader hunter. It's a whole other thing about winning the game as a good faithful. Um, to play a good faithful game, you can't just be a trader hunter and do nothing else. You really cannot. Yeah, I just don't know why we'd stand on principle. Like, doesn't he want to win? Is it wait? Is he like? Is this like an Ari situation? Like, is he like independently wealthy? Does he not care about know. the money? I, I'll tell you this: I've never been able to. I've never had the opportunity to to make it in a windmill. So maybe that costs money. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't know why it was almost like that. He did it to spite poverty. <laughs> well, what's funny to me is this game of cat and mouse the two of our playing where they both fully know each other is what the other person's up to. And they're almost running out of ways to hide that they're playing a cloak and dagger game. It's a dagger and dagger game. It's in front of everybody. 
And it's so funny to me. I um, have to hope that he loses now. That I can't root for him to win. It was like, okay, well, he's doing a really good job. He's playing such a good game. But now I have to root for him to lose because he made such a dumb decision. I Again, I think it was a dumb decision. And I think he further backed that it was a dumb decision by the way he conducted himself the very next morning at breakfast and after. Mm-hmm. I think that he is putting more eyes on him than he needs to. And I think that ultimately... Whether you're a traitor or a faithful, if you're not part of his core group of five, you do not want this man in the manor because he's getting, yeah. he's standing in your the way. Peter of the, money. Pals. the Peter pals are the, the worm is turning against the Peter pals. And this was like a double dumb decision. One, it was dumb that he didn't do it. And then it was dumb that everybody is going against him. And it's like Sandra is leading the charge. Did you see Sandra with the pool balls? I was like, oh my God. This is like the best version of Sandra I've ever seen. And not for anything, Sandra is winning immunity on this show. Sandra has a shield. What of it? Get to her level. <laughs> First and also- immunity ever, I believe, for Sandra. First, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if we're not counting team immunities, I believe this is uh, Sandra's first individual immunity win tonight. And she deserved it. Rob, it's so funny you bring Sandra up because I think if you put Sandra and Peter side by side. One of them is how you should play a faithful game. And the other is Peter, because I think Peter, despite yes, getting two traders out potentially, especially if he gets par out next, he's not going to be there at the end. Sandra will be there at the end. I really feel this way. Yeah. That would be very exciting. Uh, if Sandra could get a win here in, <laughs> in the traders mm-hmm. money. Yeah. But yeah, you know, RIP every other survivor that ever plays the the traders. But so I I am a veteran of watching traders U.S. when the faithful win on other versions. How many Mm -hmm. faithful typically are chopping up the pot about about three Uh, without giving out any exact examples? We have seen different numerical uh, breakdowns. I would say three. Two are kind of like yeah. the two numbers you're looking at. Three people, three faithfuls or two faithfuls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, Sandra's doing great. When she was like, okay, it's a numbers game. We got the pool balls over here. It was like super exciting where it was all going to like backfire on Peter. And we could have been like, you fool. You should have taken the offer. But then we get this twist. Yes. So we get this twist after the challenge and they're going out to the woods and Alan's all like, oh, you thought you thought you were free of my woods. You thought the forest was done with you. The forest is never done with you. Uh, no banishment, no round table. Instead, we're doing a safety chain and the last five people to not get the torch will be up for murder. Yeah. OK, so Sandra and Kevin start it off, but then Kevin kind of like abstained. It was like it was all up to Sandra. It felt like they discussed it, and then Sandra was doing the honors. That's kind of the read I had on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, let's just talk about this part of the episode. I felt like it kind of dragged also. I felt like that this took so long. I was like, how are there 25 (laughs) minutes left, and and we're doing the safety chain? I toggled my mouse over my player to see how many minutes were left, and when I saw there was still 18 minutes left while we were at the force, I was in disbelief. I think it's a combination of, both that it's a slow burn and you know the consequence ultimately is a murder that you might not even see this episode, but also the fact that we were robbed from the round table. I think those two things combined really 
really fizzled at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I saw the tweets were coming in. You were hot. I was very angry, Rob, because my whole thing with the with the traders has been I love this show. I've been loving this show. I love the format. I think that because it's a simple format and they're not adding too many shiny objects to a twist or because I've seen a lot of people say they should add different roles to it. They should add like a detective. They should have a, a clue wall where you can figure out who the traders are. I've oh. said we don't need any of that. Let them run around with their heads cut off and go off of hearsay and just watch people explode. And this episode really showed us what could have been an emergent gameplay from Sandra, who I don't think was trying to play an alliance game. But once she sees there's this group of five that are sticking together and not moving, she was like, okay, we need to pool our numbers together because if there's a traitor on that side and we don't get rid of one of them here, we are screwed. And that was going to be so much fun to see play out. I would have loved to see a defensive Peter losing his mind at the round table, people arguing, Kevin piping up, Kate shutting him down, and then uh, Parvati in the corner, kind of smizing, squinting, trying to figure it out. It would have been so delicious. And instead we got, yeah, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to save uh, CT with the fire here. Okay, put the fire. Right. It just, it took the wind out of my sails, Rob. Yeah, it's like either they didn't like what was going on and they called an audible to switch to this, which is bad <laughs> or they had this planned and they didn't call an audible to get rid of it. And that's bad. Yeah. And, and I will say there were elements of this episode. I enjoyed obviously everything in the lead up to the challenge was great. I thought the challenge itself, this was a one of my favorites from the UK mm -hmm. season that I just watched. So I love this. Um, it was just the ending. It's just the ending because I felt like this was a momentum halt. And yeah, at this point, I'm not sitting here thinking, yeah, they'll run the gambit and Peter will get banished next time. I think the traders are going to get screwed next episode Yeah, at this point. Honestly, I thought that the ending ending was okay. But this part was, uh, you didn't need to do this. No, I really don't think so. Because, yeah. yeah, you're right. The turret was a good time as well. Yeah. Okay. So Sandra goes first. She goes to light the torch of Sheree. That's right. Uh, once again, the person who needed safety most in Sheree gets Sheree. safety. Boom, done and dusted. Okay. Sheree is safe. Sheree is safe. And then she goes and lights Phaedra's torch. So I, Rob, despite there not being a murder, there was a post-mortem episode yes. that Peacock put out that I watched. And in it, you had Kate giving most of the narration of what was going on. And Kate did point out that she was shocked that Sheree gave safety to Phaedra because, hey, hide the Bravo girl thing. What are you doing? Don't put a spotlight on us. Um, I don't I didn't think it mattered, but I will say, Rob, people were taking these picks very personally. People took these picks very personally. OK, so mm -hmm. Phaedra, she goes and Parvati is like, all right, my girl Phaedra's got me instead Phaedra, we know the bond that Phaedra and CT have. We do. PT is real. PT. We have learned this. Um, I found it very funny that Parvati felt this way about this from Phaedra. I just thought, Parv, can you blame her? You have a lot of stink on you right now. There's a lot of eyes on you. She doesn't want to be associated. You should understand that. No, Parvati was upset. And she said, <laughs> okay, maybe Phaedra doesn't have my back. I'm watching her now. Yeah, well, I guess also in, in Parv's head, if Phaedra gives it to me, I can give it to someone to keep it away from Peter, who at that yes. point, she was like, 
Oh, we can't banish him. He's dying. He's getting murdered next. Mm-hmm. So okay, Phaedra gave it to CT, and then CT has it in Trishel's like okay, whoo for uh, actually, and and I've, you know MJ was like okay, oh Sandra's gonna give it to to me. Um, she got snubbed. CT gets it. Then he Trishel is like okay, CT is basically my brother. I'm fine. I'm going to get the she I'm going to get the torch lit from CT. He goes to John. <laughs> Be, Rob, did you catch why John? <laughs> um, are you talking about when Trishelle asked John why? Well, then there and in confessional, he says that John is absolutely crucial to the faithful crucial to the and then faithful. later he tells yeah. trishel that Here, i have the clip i have the clip oh, trishel is trishel is very upset ct why would you do this why why john do you think john is smarter than me why am i not valued enough to keep me is it because you think john's smarter and like well he i think what he has and what he's done for a living definitely is going to be an asset yeah i thought that was not a great answer to tell trishel <laughs> no. What is his asset that next round yeah. is going to be like, all right, Kevin, you duplicitous taint. You have ruined the night. You have murdered all these people. You are the slaughterer. Like what, what is the, what is his asset? Tell me point where the asset is. Yeah. Is the asset I, in the room I, with us. She says, is he smarter than me? I think what he has and what he's done for a living definitely is going to be an asset. Yeah. I think, no, no, he's not smarter than you. I just know he's not a traitor. It was very fascinating because I think this also is one of the reasons why I do not think that this plan of getting out Peter will happen next time. Because I don't think CT's about this plan. I don't think CT wants to be a part of this plan. Yeah, is CT in the Peter's Pals or uh, the Queen's Council? CT's in the, he's Malcolm and he's in the middle, Rob, is really what it is. He's playing a really good middle game, CT. Oh, it's fully working as of right now. I think, hmm. um, you know, not two episodes ago, there were eyes on him on potentially being a traitor. No one's talking about him now. He has the backing of a traitor who is kind of going somewhat undetected in Phaedra, who's going to keep him safe. And he's, you know, working with Peter a little bit, tips him off at one point that, hey, your name's coming up for this banishment. Okay. So CT gives it to John, and then John gets to give out the last torch lit uh, lighting. And he gives it to Peter. He's mighty clever. That Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clever one. Yeah. I mean, he, listen, let's make no mistake. Peter is playing a great faithful game for every other faithful that isn't named Peter. Because I think his information is going to help someone of the faithfuls get to the end and win. But not him. I don't think he survives for long. I think in this episode, Rob, also, because my other thought was, well, it doesn't matter if he's being a lot. Because if Parvati goes, is Phaedra incentivized in murdering him? And I think now she will still. So even if Phaedra stays, I think he still gets murdered early. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hmm. I think Parvati is just going to do it because she wants to do it at this point. I think she's just done with him. I yeah. think it's because because this is the thing with with games like this, Rob. And and I know both you and I have played some variety of you know Among Us, Mafia, Blood on the Clock Tower, Werewolf. Once someone has eyes on you and is suspicious of you, whether you're bad or not, you want them out because you want 
to rest. You want to breathe. And I feel like it's near impossible because even later on when when Phaedra's like, Parv, you're kind of being an ice queen. Like, you need to do better. You need to be nicer. Parv's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Every room I go into, no one talks to me. And they stop talking and it gets Mm -hmm. weird. And I'm like, yeah, I I don't blame her. I would hate being in the spot. Now, obviously, I'm guilty, but it still doesn't feel nice to be treated this way. Yeah. Um, That was a great moment uh, in the episode. Uh, Phaedra and Parvati, put them on the amazing race now. As a team? Sure, sure. I'd be into it. I'd be into yeah. it. That'd be funny. Yeah. I love it. I Phaedra has this way of just being blunt and upfront, but it never comes off as cruel or mocking or demanding. She just says it. She's like, yeah, you're, no, you're being bad. You're being sloppy. Yeah. And you don't take offense to what she's saying. It's incredible. You know, it is interesting to see poverty in this environment because I think that poverty is often talked about in survivor circles about, oh, social game like poverty, poverty, great, you know, queen of the social game, charms everybody. This cast and crew, and, and maybe it's because it's been hard for her as a trader, they mm-hmm. have, have been quite impervious to poverty's charm. That We've heard Phaedra on multiple occasions in different ways talk about it is not working, Parvati. Parvati is, I don't think has ever been referred to as an ice princess, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I would have called, I would have never called her like, you know, cold towards people, really. Because I feel like the whole thing is. The Parvati that we remember from Survivor would have never been described that way. It's like warmth, but with a knife being held behind her, ready to stab right, you. Right, like she sucks you in and then devours you. That was Parvati the Survivor, not the Ice Princess. Right, which again, I feel like if you're isolated long enough, you're like, I don't give a damn about any of you. I'm going to just, you know, like she came in from the forest being like, well, must be nice to be safe, huh? <laughs> like She's not safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mean Girl was also said by Phaedra. That I think I've heard before. I could see that. Yeah, it's the uh, the cooler than me type vibe. The Mike Posner yeah. of it all. I wonder if like Parvati in the past, like when she is at her most uh, successful in these games, she has like the Mean Girls, like a group of women that are following her. She does not have this. She's been almost isolated in a lot of ways. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that she had Dan, who was also on his own road of isolation. And now she has probably the closest person she has is Sandra right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But she doesn't really have a group. She doesn't have a, you know, two people here, two people here. She has one person and, and she came into this house with that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe in like another world where she had like Ek and Sue and maybe like a couple of other uh, women who could have been like, you know, working together. Like, th- I think that that would have been like a good group for Parvati to have something. Uh, you're yours. Are you telling me that Parvati would have benefited from having the group that Sandra has? Because I would say Sandra has that group right now. <sighs> yeah, Sandra has that group. Yeah, it just hasn't clicked for Parvati here. No. No, and I think, you know, it's unfortunate, too, that Kate has come in and immediately is also suspicious of Parv. But granted, I think, again, those those dummy five 
I think have really, really made it so that even if people think Parv is bad, they're like, yeah, we're not going to let you five run the roost here. Mm -hmm. So that's worked to her benefit a little bit. Okay, so let's talk about after the safety chain. Okay, they come back and we get from Trishel, from MJ. There were some hurt feelings. I guess uh, start with Trishel. Okay, what about her? Well, that she's going to call out CT. And it she's almost very isn't even like, I think you're a traitor because you didn't pick me. It's like, I am hurt you didn't pick me. Yeah, I think, I think you know, we did see earlier in the season, we saw a clip of the two of them talking, kind of like not even burying the hatchet, but more so just starting a new chapter together. And I feel like for Trishel, she fully thought new chapter equals you have my back and I have your back. But then here she's hurt that CT didn't pick him, uh, her. And to that, I say, I don't know, Trishel. I feel like you didn't invite CT into that room with the four of, with the five of you. Like mm -hmm. you've, you've made your own friends here. So you can't be upset if he's made his. Yeah. Cause Trishel is clearly a Peter's pal. Yes. Um, where we saw that CT is, is really playing the middle. Uh, we saw him have that one-on-one -on -one with Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, and, and he again, was the he one I believe that here. told Peter that, hey, you know, people are coming for you. Mm -hmm. I, um, again, I think CT's plan is as long as I'm in the middle, I can just ride this out to the end. I don't know necessarily if he has a read on who, who the traders are, um, but he's just kind of just riding it out right now. Yeah, CT, he really did ride out. Probably the point that he had the most threat to go was when the faithful were convinced, OK, it has to be one of these men that are going to be one of the traitors. And then they got Dan. And I think it's sort of like there's no hint of traitor on CT right now. There isn't. And part of me thinks that there's a world where CT is thinking that, too, of like, OK, we got the man out. Now the next traitor is a woman. All right. But but every woman that's not Trishel is trying to vote out Peter. I can't have that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the the right move for me. So I feel like he might be looking at, I, again, I don't know if he's pinpointed who a traitor is, but I think that's something that's maybe in his mind potentially. You think that he must assume that there is a traitor in the Queen's Council? I think so. I think so. Um, and I think he still very well, you know, might think there is a traitor on that side as well. But I feel like he already knows those the lads are going to get some votes and banishments soon come. Yeah. And I feel like he just thinks that if he rides with the Queen's Council, that he might not be able to have a any control or any say. Little does he know, he has Phaedra's uh, sway back in him. So. Okay. Puya, let's then talk about this decision that the traders had to make at the end of the episode. Yes. So there are only five people eligible for a murder from the traders. One of them is Parvati. So there is a four-way decision, four doors that are able to go into MJ, Trishel, Bergalicious, or Kate. Do you feel like you know what the traders are going to do? Yes. Okay. I think through watching Parv talking about it, because obviously they leave us on a cliffhanger here. Yes. Um, the way Parv was talking about it, this was a risk that would just fall back on her, that she could be screwed anyway. And I don't think that risk is them taking out MJ or Kate. I think they're going to get rid of one of the pals. Yes. And between Trishel and Bergie, I think it's a lot more likely to be the uh, 
teddy bear sleep and bergy than it is oh, going to okay. be I, I took away from their conversation i thought it was more likely to be trishel i could see trishel as well i could see trishel as well um because also the trishel and ct thing could be some drama that's whipped up that's something good to have there i think trishel's the better choice make no mistake um i think trishel's the better player yes and i think bergy at this point has solidified himself as Peter's number two. So if they go into the next cycle and they're looking to get rid of Peter, I think that's it doesn't affect them with Bergie either. Yeah. Also, can't sell Peter's a traitor when Bergie gets killed. Mm, no, because you'd have to be thinking double bluffs and then you have to sell that point. So mm -hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um so I could, again, it could be Bergie, could be Trishel. I think that's more likely. Now, if we want to play a little devil's advocate, Rob, and we look at the other side of the coin, and if they would go for an MJ or a Kate, I think if you're going that route, if if they're thinking, okay, Sandra just put this plan together for us to get rid of a Peter pal, and we have seven people. If we get rid of MJ or Kate, we still have six. We could still vote together and get rid of one of them. Yeah. If they choose to do that, which I really don't think is going to happen. But if they chose to, I think you get rid of Kate. See, um, I thought that they said with Kate, they said, okay, well, she'd be a perfect person to recruit next. Which so, is why I don't think they're doing this. I don't I, think they're murdering this I side at all. Kate is the least likely of the four. Um, MJ, I guess I could see. But yeah, I think they know they have MJ as a vote backing them right mm -hmm. now. Like yeah. she's one of the ones they can guaranteed be like, she'll vote with us for the banishment. So they're not going to get rid of her. Yeah. But I think um, it's definitely between uh, Trishel and Bergie. Yes. I think so too. Okay. Should we talk about this challenge in this episode? Let's, because this was fun. I want to know what your thoughts were, Rob. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You know, it sort of harkens back to these survivor challenges uh, way back when where Jeff would tell the story and then you have to run through and then answer the questions and go back. I will say that the practical effects that they used here between like falling into the pit and mm -hmm. then the net, like that was wild. You wild how like it was too much or you enjoyed it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a lot. It was like let's see these people get like sprung into the net. These were like Ewok traps. I loved it though. Yeah, I mean this. I mean this was pretty pretty wild that they just like uh, pulled like CT into like a, a mm -hmm. like a bear trap. Like it was nothing. Well, Rob, I have to ask you now. The people are going to want to know. Would you rather? Okay. <laughs> get bear trapped into the sky or fall into the mud pit see i would rather get a uh, bear trapped into the sky because yes. as kate told us uh it seems pleasant i feel like i'm back in the womb yeah <laughs> is that something <laughs> nope not gonna ask you that um yeah i agree though i agree though i would want the same thing i feel like the mud is just is nasty it's not even mud really it looks like it's it's like more murky than that I would much rather, and also I feel like, you know, being older now and being an adult, how often am I getting swept off my feet literally like that? <laughs> right. Not often. Just take yeah. a nap until they cut you out. Exactly. You're just big chilling. You're around some leaves. It's a good time. You know, nothing else can get to you because you're in this net. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I want that. Yeah. Otherwise, I think, thought that the pairings were fun to go through the woods. Uh, some interesting pairings that we had, of course, uh, CT and Phaedra got to work together. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure that that was a, you know, 
the silly times uh, for Phaedra and CT. A hundred percent. My favorite pairing, of course, um, but their fate was not not great in this uh, challenge, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the pairs that ended up doing very well, uh, which you maybe not would not have expected, was Parvati and John. Listen, it was so cute. Watching Parv hold hands with John and and run him through the challenge. They were a good team. They did well together. They answered all the questions. And kudos to John. I feel like at no point did I see him struggling a little too much with the cardio. He seemed like he was, listen, he's doing okay. Yeah, I think he found his competition legs. And then this was so mm-hmm. sweet after they completed all of their tasks together. Wow, Parvati, you're the triumphant warrior. The ultimate survivor. <laughs> wow. Hey, listen, his job is important to the traders, Rob, and this is why. Yeah. He has a way with words, that man. But how about that Parvati, I'm sorry, Sandra and Kevin end up being the winners of immunity? Yeah, they got through the obstacle faster. Um, there were moments that I feel like Sandra was struggling a little bit with the with the challenge, like I would. So it was relatable content to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy. I'm happy Sandra won. Um, I think this was great. And I do love seeing Sandra get a immunity of some sort, even if it is on another franchise and it is a shield. That was great. Yeah. It's isn't it funny how Kevin was like a loud wrong person for three episodes and now two episodes in a row. I feel like we've just not seen the guy. Yeah. He's just there. He's just there. He's fine. In the background. Yeah. I yeah. think that Janelle really got him fired up. And now that Janelle is gone, I don't think he has anybody to be mad at. I feel like Janelle kind of soft passed the baton to Kate because then Kate and him had beef at the round table and then that hasn't been coming Mm -hmm. up. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, but even Kate, I felt like, was pretty calm in this episode. I think so. I mean, I think something that does get pointed out in the postmortem is that I think Kate's coming in late and kind of sensing the divide and sensing that some of these people have made strong connections that I just don't have Mm because I got in late. Yeah. Um, So I feel like Kate's just struggling a little bit with that. Yeah. Um, did you feel like you got any of uh, Kate's sense of the game from the postmortem? Well, so uh, Kate mentions that she felt like two sides have been clearly forming and that these connections have been strong for the time that she wasn't there. But she says that after the fire, after the forest, it shattered everything. So we'll see if that's truly the case and that shattered stuff, because I would say if if anything, it shattered connections between the non-Peter pals, whereas we didn't hear anything from the Peter pals feeling done wrong by each other, which is concerning to me. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next with the Peter's pals? I think, so what's interesting to me is that the Peter pals, Peter wants Parv gone. He thinks the movie's to banish Parvati. Peter wants Parv packing? Exactly, all the peas. Whereas... Trishel does bring up Rob. Now, we talked about this last week. Uh, Trishel had a confessional where upon Dan's departure, she was like, well, I could see this being a case of a traitor throwing another traitor under the bus because he wanted us to get a traitor. So I think Phaedra's bad. Trishel soft launches. Listen, we can leave Parv around because she's a wounded puppy and we get rid of Phaedra. Yeah. But Peter was still like, we need to get Parvati. So the question becomes... Are they able to decide on one team? Because it's it's important that they all vote together at this point, especially if the other side does mount a defense on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious who prevails. And obviously, I think if Trishel is the one murdered, I think Phaedra benefits greatly because yeah. I don't see them turning it on Phaedra here. That's a really great point. Do you think that word got around the house that 
Trishel might have been saying Phaedra's name. I don't think so, because it you really felt CT like... CT might have shared that with Phaedra? Was CT in the room when that came up? Hmm. That's the question, because I don't think so. And I think CT talked to Peter, who's very adamant on wanting to get rid of Parf. So I don't see him floating a second name to muddy the waters there. And I don't know if Trishel shared that with him yet. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's start to take some questions from okay. uh, the audience. If you have traders' questions, go ahead and post them in the chat, and we will pull them uh, to talk about. Okay? All right. How about uh, this question uh, from uh, Sarah Cupcakes? Wants to know who has the most win equity at this point. Um, I would argue that Sandra does for a faithful win. I think I've been More saying than for a CT? while. I think as of right now, more than CT, because ultimately Sandra's name has never come up to be a trader outside of when her and Janelle went at it a little bit. But I don't think anyone put any uh, any value on that. And I think she has clear allegiances and clear numbers backing her, whereas CT is kind of one of the numbers now, but also right in the middle. And I still think CT is playing a strong faithful game. And I think CT, the tiebreaker could be. CT has the back end of Phaedra who's never going to murder him. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. She benef he benefits from that. But I think they're the two strongest faithfuls at the moment. Okay. Big picture, do you think that the winner of the season will be the traders or the faithful? This is tough. This is tough, Mr. Rob, because, because I think that the traders are wounded bad now. They have missed two murders they failed to recruit somebody. The faithful are hot on their tails and they just lost an opportunity to banish arguably the biggest faithful advocate. Mm -hmm. So right now the tide is leaning faithfuls, but also this faithful civil war infighting thing could be the exact breakthrough they need to, to get further. Parvati, I think is just number days at this point. I'm going to be going into every episode expecting Parv to get banished. Um, but Phaedra, I could still see having some legs again, especially if Trishel leaves. I think that's a good sign for her because I don't think there's a lot of weight being put into Trisha to Phaedra 
by anybody but Trishel. At least that's what they're showing us. Um, although I did find it curious that Peter took counsel with Phaedra and Parv. So that was a little concerning. Um, but yeah, right now I would have to say faithful. Even yeah. though the traders do have a bigger advantage and depending on who they recruit next could change the tide. Yeah, I really do feel like that the faithful are going to win this game. And I feel like it's, it's at least 75%. I don't have much faith in the traders at all. I think right now it's hard to because uh, Parvati's got one foot out the manor and Phaedra's name is floating out there. Um, they would still need to whittle down numbers more to get to vote her out because I still think a lot of people will not let that happen. But it's not looking great for the traders right now. I feel like we're not like at episode seven right now. We don't have the same confidence in the traders we did season one, episode seven. Well, I mean, we were feeling like, OK, Suri, it was like never in doubt for Suri. There just never really was any main. I don't even think her name even came up as being a traitor the entire season. Hey, there's a reason why she's one of the best to ever do it, Rob. Um, yeah. But shout out to Phaedra, though, because I feel like um, a lot of people would have left that roundtable of having their name thrown out shook and yeah. maybe overcorrecting. And I feel like Phaedra's not been doing that and has just smoothly been navigating fine. Yeah. And again, outside of Trishel, no one's saying now, Phaedra. So Phaedra's I actually done a really incredible job. And I know we probably mm -hmm. have spent way more time talking about Dan and Parvati and even, you know, Sandra and Janelle. But they put themselves in the spotlight. Now, Phaedra has Phaedra's done in the like a, a really nice job so far this season. Probably as good as like, had we not seen Suri last season, probably as good as you could imagine. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. And I'm still... Like still in my heart of hearts, um, I am rooting for the traders. I'm hoping the traders can pull something out. Um, and I do have some faithfuls that I, if the faithfuls are going to win, I have my favorites of who I want to win from there. But again, I think Phaedra can cook. And I think the right recruitment landing in Phaedra's favor could go a long way for her. Okay. How about a question? Um, Darlene wants to know, is it just me or is Everyone but Sandra and Phaedra making dumb, dumb decisions. This includes Dan, Parvati, and Peter. Uh, yep, yep, and yep. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Uh, there are a lot of bad decisions being made. Um, and there's a lot of gut reads that are wrong. There's a lot of you have the right information, but you're executing it poorly. And I think that that just should be a testament to how good the ones that are playing really good. It's it's a unique thing to do. Not everyone's like 20 people come in, two or three play really good. Everyone else is playing poorly um, in every season almost. So shout out to those who did really well. This is a good question from Julie. What did you think about Peter's meeting with Parv and Phaedra? Oh, Rob. So this past week, I've been inundated with uh, stills of this moment in the armory with Peter, Phaedra, and Parv. And everyone was like, Puya. He's obviously going to say, yes, look at this still. Not only was that not a thing, but also Peter clearly is shaking. I think this was a very delightful moment for me because Parv can tell Peter's feeling a little worried because I don't know where Rob. Peter's like, hey, how about we work together and get rid of somebody? And all I could think was you had your chance, dummy. You said no to being a traitor. Mm -hmm. A conversation over. I think my favorite part of this whole interaction was Phaedra saying, I'm going to get the hell out of here. She wanted I, none of it. I, I do not want to <laughs> be around any of this. 
she was so ready to leave. She was like, you two can talk. Um, I don't want to be part of this collusion, whatever's going on here. But that's kind of been Phaedra's MO, right? Stay in the shadows, play passively, let other people play, and you just build your bonds and your connections. And I don't think Phaedra wants to be implicated in anything. Because mm-hmm. I think Phaedra can realize these two are coming after each other at a round table. This might come up. I don't want to be known as I was in the room. I don't want to be the... Um, the eyewitness who's like, okay, Phaedra, no, say it. Didn't didn't Parvati say the thing? And you're like, uh, no, I don't want any part of that. So Okay. Here's a question from Kyle. Wants to know, how did no one from the leftovers decide to protect each other just so they uh, could more than likely ensure safety for their group and not Peter's? Felt like it would be a good setup for the traders. First off, what do you think of Sandra saying, okay, our alliance is called the leftovers? Did you have flashbacks, Rob? Is this what well, happened? Well, I just feel like, Sandra, uh, tell us you don't watch Big Brother, uh, uh, but, you know. Well, I mean, she's like technically, I guess it's an alliance name, but it's just factual. They're the leftovers that aren't the faithfuls, faithfulest of the faithfuls, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, as to answer this question, I think you have to just look at people's reactions in real time. There were feelings hurt. People stopped thinking about the game as far as, strategic lines i think ultimately at the round table they would have done that but once you're this is a safety chain it's every person for themselves you're not concerned with let me make sure everyone's making the right decision or whatever that's not going to happen mm-hmm. yeah so i mean sandra picks sheree sheree picks phaedra okay those are people that are both in the well, left got all the way to ct correctly rob and then ct is the one who changed it yeah um and I guess CT was not identified correctly. Phaedra was blinded by her uh, friendship with CT. And then CT swung it the other way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think if Phaedra should have given, given it, it to, to MJ. If she'd given it to MJ or Kate, mm-hmm. or even obviously she wasn't gonna, but Parvati, I think they would have been safe. They would have kept it together. CT is the only one who did it. But also I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding. People were not mad at CT for what he did. And I think it's partially because they're like, it is what it is. The other part is yeah. MJ came in already upset that they didn't pick her. So yeah. it's like, they don't got time for you this. You know, not for anything. Um, I know we've been uh, complimentary of Phaedra tonight, but no, maybe Phaedra did screw it up. By Phaedra should have given it to Parvati. Uh, and then Parvati gives it to like uh, to Kate, who gives it to MJ. Like I feel like that they totally could have done keep away. And then, or even if she doesn't want to like get the stink on her, if people suspect poverty, Phaedra gives it to MJ. Well, I think uh, uh, there's a chance that Phaedra was a little sensitive of, I don't want to give it to someone else from Bravo and I'm not going to give it to uh, Parvati, who is a trader that everyone's looking at. Mm-hmm. So it really does. And obviously she has an affinity to CT. So CT is always going to be on the table, but I do think probably the optimal choice would have been MJ would have stuck with the plan and obviously i don't think they had like a huge plan but she would have given it to kate or given it to i don't know if she would have given it to parv i think she would have then given it to ct but then by then the roulette's over mm-hmm. um but again it's fine i'm fine with it um am i a little salty that peter does end up getting it yes because i would have loved to see peter squirm a little bit in the manner uh at night's end that doesn't happen ultimately but i also think peter needs to stay on the table because they don't benefit from murdering Peter here as much as I know Parv would have done it because the minute he dies, they're like, yeah, okay, so he was good. Then we vote out Parv. 
So I think this adds a little bit more excitement of whatever they're going to have a fight happen next. And then he'll get murdered after that. Okay. Michael wants to know, how does this twist compare to oh. BB25 zombie week in terms of stopping the momentum of the season? Is this fair? Pretty freaking on par, Michael. Let me tell no, you. No, I disagree. Um, that uh, well, you, you it, go first. You have like a week and a half marination with the other one that we that is it feels harder and stronger. But I would say that there was a momentum shift building up here. Sure, Rob. sure. But that was so bad on Big Brother, where it really just like uh, like that. It was a week. I mean, you lost like a month from that. I oh, mean, this was like an ep- yes. we wasted an episode on this but next week we're gonna be back and there's gonna be a murder there's gonna be a banishment like this was just a little bit like a non-elimination episode here like on the amazing race i don't think that the momentum of the season was lost i mean it's yet to be seen because we'll see how the rest of it plays out but just in case because i know this is the one thing i will say the the peacock the traders production they listen uh, not to this podcast necessarily. Hey. They listen to the people. <laughs> they listen to the people. People said, hey, all of them in one day, not a good idea. They start spreading them out. Um, so just for the record, in case they end up listening to this, I don't don't do this twist again. It's yeah. not good. Do yeah. other one. But I hope that the people, the powers that be at Peacock see that releasing the show week by week has been exponentially more powerful and better for the traders than to drop them all in one day. One day was we made it fun. Make no mistake. Mm-hmm. We did watch episode, record, watch episode, record for two days. Fun, most fun two days of 2023 by far. However, this having discourse throughout the week is great. All of this, this is a good time. I would even say maybe if you're gonna switch it up, maybe do two episodes a week instead of one. That's my only change. Other than that, it's I perfect. think this is fine. I think that if you look, go on social media, anybody from Peacock, and look how good you're doing. Okay. We're happy. We're happy. We're happy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leah wants to know how many episodes are left? What do we have? Um, 11? I believe is four 11 is left? the total. I think we hit the halfway point last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. 11 episodes, 11 total. Okay. Uh, finale is going to be on March 7th. And then uh, the reunion of the traders will be one week later on March 14th. I believe it was it was filming this week at some point. I don't know what the exact is the reunion is, filming this week. Is that official? Yes. Okay. I think I think that's why a lot of them are together right now. Okay. All right. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Okay. Uh, Puya, anything else uh, from the traders that you want to cover tonight? No. Um, I'm excited to see where we go from here. Can't wait to hear everyone's questions. And I want to add this to the end of the podcast. Um, because I think it did come in a little hot. I did come in frustrated. Let it be known on the record. I am the guy who has enjoyed every single of a season of traders. He has watched every single franchise. I've enjoyed it. I love the show. Am I a little frustrated about the, uh, the twist changing the momentum of the episode? Of course, yeah. but I'm also famously not a fan of non-elimination Look, anything. Yeah. yeah. No, um, P- so that part's not fun. Totally understand Puya. You have been working hard. You've done so many seasons of the traders over the last couple of months. And so that as the founder of Rob as a podcast, that it would be a great pleasure for me to reward you for all of your hard work. And Puya, I think that maybe what you need is a little 
vacation. Uh, Puya, I'm proud to announce (laughs) Rob has a podcast is going to be sending you, Puya Zambakili, on the ultimate mystery contest cruise featuring stars from your favorite reality show. Hey, Pack the Duke of Deception on the cruise of reception, Rob. I'll take it. Gimme. Pack, um, pack wow. your bags, Puya, because that we're sending you what, that in just a, a mere 15 months from now, you, <laughs> you're going to have the opportunity to meet all of the traders' legends here on this recently announced cruise of deception. Yes, so I saw this um, earlier. Didn't really see, like, read the full details of it. It's in a, it's in 15 months? Uh, according to what it says here, sailing April 27th, 2025. It's been announced. I just dropped on social media, I think, today. The Cruise of Deception. Okay, so you will be, you, Puya, will be sailing with Rachel, Janelle, okay. Okay. and Geraldine. Yes. Who's Geraldine? She Rob, we covered her season last year. She was on Trader season 1. She's on This is a Trader? Yeah. Michael? Yeah, also on the season, yep. Stephanie, we know Stephanie. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's Amanda? I think Amanda was was Amanda the one who got pulled from the game at some point, like just uh, left the manor. I think. Okay, maybe. Shelby. I remember Shelby. Okay. okay. Bergy. Classic team Bergy. Okay. Oh, Andy is gonna be there. You gotta, you gotta go if Andy's gonna be there. Yeah. Do I gotta? Okay. I guess if you say so, I got. I gotta. I'll, I'll do it. I mean, if you got any Suri hot takes. <laughs> Christian, remember him? Yes, yes. Bam! Bam, Bam. is going to be there. Okay. What yeah. a cast they've put together. Angelica? Yes. Um, remind me, cousin of Tommy Brocco? <laughs> it's something, some relative of Tommy Brocco. Mm-hmm. There'll be exciting thrills, fantastic time in a private island. Secure oh, your yeah. spot to, uh, today. Well, you just did with all your hard work, Puya. Congratulations. Rob. Well, don't worry. We'll find somebody to cover whatever traders are going on in April okay. of 2025. I'm excited. Um, I'm famously afraid of the ocean, so <laughs> I'm going to run up that liquor tab because uh, it's going to be stress. Apparently, also, the, there's uh, you're going to actually play the traders and you could win money somehow. Do I have to share? On the cruise of deception. Do do we split the money, Rob? What do you mean split the money? You're just, you're going. Yeah, but, but you're sending. (laughs) No, you want to, Puya, when we send you on the trip, whatever you win, you keep. (laughs) Yay. Whether it's money or shame, I will bring it home to myself. Okay, Okay, cool. Wow. The cruise, we'll bring uh, cruise of deception uh, coming up in April, 2025. All right. Well, my not a not a paid endorsement. Business. I will add. Yeah. No, Rob, just the kindness of his own heart sending me away. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you deserve it, Puya. Thank you, Rob. You're too kind to me. You're too kind to me. All right, Puya. Anything else from the traders? Um. No. Just remember, everybody, we have a lovely feedback show coming for you with uh, Sophie Clark. So if you have any questions, start oh, yeah. throwing those our way. Rob has a website.com slash traders feedback. 
Yeah. And no uh, exit interview this week because there was no exits to interview. Nobody went home, but you could always uh, check out our exit interview we did with Dan Giesling. It was a good time. It was a good time. time. Check that out as well on our YouTube channel. Puya, what else is coming up for you? Uh, So I just had 90 Day Fiance go out this week. Kirsten was my guest. We are nearing the end of that season, but I've been having a fun time talking to the guests every week about that. And Rob, I joined uh, our love, our very own Chappelle over on the Recap Kickback this past week to talk Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the reboot. Um, It was a fun episode one, but I think doing the podcast made it a lot more fun and we'll probably be covering it uh, the whole way through ultimately when all is said and done. I think people want us to see out the rest of the season, which we will do. All right, you could check that out. The only place to hear it is on Chappelle's brand new podcast. It's at Recap Kickback. Dot com. The people, I think they're like, oh, I'll just listen to it in the in the RHAP feed. No, it's a brand new show. Recapkickback.com. All right. Also, uh, we kicked off the Survivor 46 preseason this week, and we've been listening to all of the interviews that Mike Bloom got when he went to Fiji to talk to the Survivor 46 contestants. Uh, that's up all on robisawebsite.com. We're uh, releasing two-a-days, uh, which are was one podcast with two survivors each weekday uh, over the next two weeks. Make sure you check those out at robhasawebsite.com and on our YouTube channel at robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube. And then on Friday, I will be uh, talking with our patrons of Rob Has a Podcast, of course, our amazing community of uh, listeners around the world. And so we're going to be doing something that we're calling Ask Rob Anything. That's going to be 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday. If you want to talk traders, talk survivor, whatever's on your mind, I'm taking patron calls 4 p.m. on Friday. All right, Puya, where can people keep up with you? They find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya, which is where I am when I'm not podcasting, and I'll be live tomorrow night at 10 p.m. All right, and then I'm at Rob Susprino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.